Welcome to the On Deck Podcast presented by Line Star. I'm Shannon Somerville here with Tyler Weeman about to break down some of your daily fantasy baseball for today. Today is Friday, June 3rd. It is mm-hmm. National Donut Day and National Egg Day. Did you have either of those for breakfast today? I did have some eggs. Nice. I could, I could go for a donut. So you celebrated. Yeah, I celebrated. Donuts yeah. for lunch. <laughs> Speaking of National Egg Day, there were several goose eggs on the scoreboard yesterday mm-hmm. if you were watching the Yankees game against the Angels. Yeah. Of course, Jamison Tyone had a perfect game going into yeah. the eighth inning. And, you know, I learned my lesson from earlier in the season from ruining Nestor Cortez's no-hitter by uh-huh. saying, he's throwing a no-hitter. And then, come to find out, everyone, nobody cares anymore. Nobody just cares. Say it. It's on everywhere. Twitter, on the broadcast, I was yeah. the Angels broadcast I was uh, MLB watching MLB app on. is sending notifications telling you what's going on. And it's not like they're yeah. cute about it. No. Like, they're just like, hey, he's like, got a perfect game through seven. All you have to seven. do is say, hey, look at the scoreboard. <laughs> yeah. But no. Nope. So we'll have to go another. Media is the reason we can't have perfect games anymore. <laughs> the last perfect game, if you were wondering, was Felix mm-hmm. Hernandez back in 2012. So I don't know. And I was so excited, too. I uh, saw the score line on my phone, and then I was like, oh, God, I got to watch this. And my dad called me to tell me what was going on as well. <laughs> so your so dad blew me... it also? But he didn't say uh, it. Oh, he didn't say it. All right. He just said, oh, look at what he's doing. You know, it's just. I, nice nice work, yeah. Don. Nice so, work. So, uh, yeah. So watching, watching it, and then I was just devastated. But, you know what? There's something about a perfect game. Regard, okay. Regardless, mm-hmm. I am a Yankees fan, obviously. Yes. But there's just something about a perfect game that's just like so special. And you just like, have to stop what you're doing and watch it. Absolutely. It's like, and it's so nerve-wracking. And I, I was thinking, I'm like, I cannot imagine being one of the infielders on that and like, oh, yeah. what's your mentality as an infielder when someone throw, like i'm just like please don't hit it to me well, the other thing is that in every perfect game there's like one defensive right? play that's just insane yeah and um could have had that <laughs> but uh unfortunately walsh hit the double yeah it was a hard hit ball it would have it didn't go as an error it, yeah it was a hard hit you know so uh could and he have had happened. made a really good play earlier. So. Happen. That's we'll true have to also. wait another day. And it was also the anniversary of Galarraga's near-perfect game. Crazy to think about that. Where it was 12 years ago where the umpire totally blew his perfect, perfect game. Perfect game. And I just remember how, you know, I think everyone else was more upset than Galarraga actually was. He totally. was so nice about the whole thing. And I think the umpire... I've, memory serves was very apologetic about it yeah and I, felt really bad i mean if you're in galaraga's shoes there's what are you gonna do yeah like it makes no sense to really like berate the under the yeah. ump or anything because it's not gonna Change solve anything, anything. it's yeah. just it uh, is what it is why not try and make him feel a little bit better right. i mean Gosh. i'm sure personally he hated it but no i'm Gosh. sure in his heart he Don't knows he threw it they were more reversible stuff back then and well yeah i mean then there now there's wasn't still a lot any, that isn't but reviewable that's yeah. true so and it still brings us back to uh we could have a perfect game with kershaw earlier this season that's a good point and i thought it was a no hitter and i texted you and i was like oh i guess it was perfect and mm-hmm. you know it's just things aren't coming together for the perfect game but 
I don't know. Maybe this is maybe something. Somebody will hit it. I want. I want to see it. I want to see it this year. Let's go. Come on, guys. Will it happen today? Let's take a look at our pictures for today. Uh, we've actually got How's really. That? How was that? Do you like that? That transition. That transition. Yeah. <laughs> maybe Garrett Cole. <laughs> hey, he can dial it up, and uh, it could happen against the Tigers. It could. They can't hit the ball very nope. well. Let's talk about our high-owned guys. We're going to start off with Garrett Cole here. Uh, going up against the Tigers, he's 40% owned on both sites, 312 ERA. Hey, sixth in strikeouts, 207 opponent average, and the Tigers are 28th in batting average. So if anyone could have a perfect game, let's just, let's go, Coltrane. Come on. Detroit <laughs> has been awful. Yeah. They're tied with the Oakland Athletics for 75, uh, 75 WRC plus versus righties. Both of those teams are also striking out 24%. So it is a great matchup. Cole's obviously an elite pitcher, an elite, elite matchup. Highest combined K rate on the slate at 29%. And one thing I'd like to point out is that Cole's K prop for today is the line is 8.5. Wow. So it's up there. Woo. So, that's pretty high. <laughs> yeah. So that, uh, that's probably a big reason why uh, the good old 40% owned on both sides. Yeah. So let's talk about Red Sox righty Nathan Avaldi going mm. up against the ace. He's 33% owned on DraftKings, 21% on FanDuel. He's got a 377 ERA, 247 opponent average. He's been really good this year. Last game, he went the distance, just mm. two earned runs, seven hits, six strikeouts in nine innings. And looking at the ace, yeah, they're dead last in batting average this season. Adding just two twelve as a team, so a great matchup for Evaldi today. Yeah, and I mean, going against Oakland is kind of Oakland versus righties is kind of just like picking an offense, Colorado. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like exactly. you just do it. <laughs> like you know, there's going to be offense in Colorado. You know, there's going to be upside. One going of the exercises Oakland. I'm getting into is every day just seeing what the pitcher that's facing the A's and probably knowing that that pitcher will be a high owned. I mean, at some point we would talk about them because if they're not high owned, then they should be. <laughs> why wouldn't you play them if they're low owned? Yeah. Anyways, but Evaldi's been great lately. In his last two starts, 17 strikeouts, four earned runs, and 15.2 innings. His upside is almost as high as any pitcher on the slate because when he is kind of clicking on all, all cylinders, he is able to hit those double-digit uh, strikeouts. He just comes with a little more variance. His mm -hmm. Thus, his price is a little bit lower. Also, his ownership is a little bit lower than, say, Cole. Mm -hmm. But decent K upside. He's been hot lately. I see no reason not to kind of keep going with it. All right. Let's keep it in the AL East. This is like an mm -hmm. AL East squad right here we got Rays lefty yep. Shane McClanahan towing the rubber against the White Sox today he's 31% owned on DraftKings 9% on FanDuel guys this is MLB's strikeout leader right now mm -hmm. 12 and a half strikeouts per nine he's got a 201 ERA the White Sox though second fewest strikeouts however mm -hmm. they do have the third lowest OPS so you know they might not strike out a lot but they also don't produce much at the plate. Yeah. Uh, first of all, Shane has been absolutely amazing. He's super good. 2.4 FIP yeah. over the last five, 33% K rate. He does have a 30% K rate over the last 20. So he has been even better than he usually is lately. 
But as you said, the White Sox are decent. Second in WRC plus at 122 versus lefties, mm-hmm. strikeout 21%. And they are top five in average slugging and ISO. So by no means is it an easy matchup. Mm-hmm. But Shane's been phenomenal. Yeah, he's phenomenal. just been so good. Those strikeouts, so good. man. That's crazy. Um, seems like the Rays always have a guy that just kind of comes not completely out of nowhere, but... They, they just really know yeah. how to develop guys into these like Absolutely. phenoms. All right, let's talk about Brewers. Righty Corbin Burns, also a pretty good pitcher, going up mm-hmm. against the Padres today. He's 30% owned on DraftKings, 23% on FanDuel. He's got the seventh best ERA at 195, third in strikeouts, mm-hmm. second best whip. Last game allowed just two hits in seven shutout innings, mm-hmm. 11 strikeouts against the Cardinals, who. They're a top five offense. And they don't strike out much. 11 strikeouts. Mm-hmm. Bodes well for him today against the Padres. It does. And the Padres are below average against righties, which really hurts me to say, <laughs> but it's it's the truth. Uh, obviously, he's a great pitcher. The only issue with him is he is allowing a lot of fly balls. Uh, the, he has a low FIP, solid K numbers. The combined K rate uh, uh, for today is like 27 26%. And then in 44 played against against the Padres, they're hitting 200 against him with zero home runs and a 34% K rate. So okay. there does show you uh, some upside. So all those guys pretty high owned though, but mm-hmm. it seems like they all have great matchups and it's for good reason. Absolutely. But let's try to find some value if we can. Mm-hmm. We'll try to look at Mariners righty Logan Gilbert going up against the Rangers. And uh, he's no slouch, guys. No. 229 ERA, 201 opponent average. He threw t- seven scoreless frames against the Astros, just four hits, five strikeouts there for him. Mm-hmm. I'm going up against the Rangers today. So, what do you like about Gilbert's uh, it, start for today? Gilbert's another young pitcher that's been really good. Mm-hmm. 3.48 yeah. FIP over the last five with a 26% K rate. And in May, Texas has been average versus righties and striking out almost 26%, which is the third highest in that span mm-hmm. versus, uh, wow. versus righties. So obviously upside there, solid K rates. The one scary thing about the matchup is in 49 plate attempts, Texas is hitting 312 off Gilbert. So they have okay. hit him decently in the past. However... Over the last four starts versus Texas, they're, he's averaging 18.5 DraftKings points and 32.75 FanDuel points. So he still has produced at a decent clip as far as fantasy goes over those last four starts. And um, He'll probably come in much cheaper than some of the other guys, right? Yeah. So. The other thing is that Gilbert does have a lower ERA and opponent batting average away. It's a... 3.69 ERA mm-hmm. and a 209 hmm. opponent average. So interesting. I uh, I do like Gilbert, and we'll see how it goes for him. All right. Let's take a look at Blue Jays lefty. You say Kikuchi going up against the Twins today. 3.48 ERA, 209 opponent average. Well, 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 how the tables have turned for us here on the On Deck mm-hmm. podcast as Kikuchi was someone we would – pick on in the early days of this season he had an era in april that was over five yes. so we had reason to in may though that came down to two three six and then so he's 
He's figured things out. Yeah, I'm, I used to get all excited about you say Kikuchi Day, but uh, he's turned around. Now it's for a different reason. Mm-hmm. He's super cheap. Over the last five starts, he has a 2.69 FIP, striking out 20%. We, meanwhile, Minnesota average offense first lefty, striking out at 22%. And Kikuchi has been way better at home. A 154 opponent average at home versus wow. 250 on the road. Also, he's striking out 11.4 at home per nine mm-hmm. at home versus 8.1 on the road. So he's been way better pitcher at home. He's super cheap. I think he makes for a good uh, SP Yeah, and too. the Twins, 10th most strikeouts this it, season. So good matchup for him. Absolutely. Cleveland righty Shane Bieber also has a good matchup today going up against the Orioles. 319 ERA, 251 opponent average for the Biebs. The past three games for him have been great. Last outing against the Tigers. One earned run and eight innings pitched, five strikeouts. And then the game before that, he had 10 strikeouts. So we know he's capable of some high strikeout outputs. The Orioles, of course, the third highest strikeout rate and their 24th in batting average. So... A favorable matchup for him, right? Yeah, and the Orioles are a little bit better against righties, though. Okay. Only striking out like 22% versus righties. Uh-huh. But it's Bieber. As we've seen in the past, he has amazing strikeout stuff, but it just hasn't really shown up this year. His K rate is down 10% from last season, mm-hmm. which is a little worrying. So I kind of wanted to dig in the numbers more, and pretty much the rest of his numbers are around or better than what they were the year before so i'm kind of thinking the strikeout stuff just hasn't shown up yet okay Um, or maybe he's had a little bit of bad luck Mm -hmm. uh so with all of that i suspect the k's are coming he's been great he also has a 2.17 era away and so i like beaver today especially at kind of low ownership we know the pitcher that he is and i'll take some swings we got some Fever for that Bieber. Yeah. Bieber fever. Let's get a little high on stacks. It's Friday. I'm getting a little weird. It is Friday. All right. Let's get back on the rails. Atlanta versus the Rockies. Uh, Chad Cool is on the mound for the Rockies in this one. A high on stack of the day, obviously, course Field. Mm-hmm. An attractive option for you. Cool um, has a 3.56 ERA, 2.36 opponent average. And he's given up a home run in three of his last four games. Four of five of those home runs have come against lefty bats. So keep him that something to keep in mind, I guess. But he hasn't been as bad as I, I guess you think, especially considering the cores effect. But still, um, the Braves batsman paid off. They they're heating up for sure. The one thing about Chad Cool is away from Coors mm-hmm. on the road, he has a three point one three ERA, whereas at home. It's a 4.41. So he's been much worse at home. He also has 31 uh, innings away so far this season and only 16 at home. So Mm -hmm. those numbers of like his total numbers on this season are heavily swayed by his time on the road. Uh, Now digging in more a little bit, 39% fly balls, 33% hard contact. He's walking almost four batters per nine over the last five Atlanta's slightly below average versus uh, versus righties, but it's in Colorado. Yeah. We know they can hit the ball hard and pretty much get to any pitcher. Yeah, so not a bad play there, but they are high-owned. Exactly. And the implied total is six, so 
Yeah. And they're far and away the highest owned team today. I would like to kind of. So is okay. So this almost sounds like maybe it's a fade opportunity. I would say kind of like yesterday where I said I would either stack them or totally fade them. Yeah. And I, I think it's kind of the same thing again where. I'm either going all in or mm-hmm. staying away completely and hoping the game just doesn't, doesn't have much offense. Yeah. All right. Well, let's take a look at a different game here. We're going to go Cleveland going up against Orioles lefty Bruce Zimmerman. 4-5-3 ERA for Zim. 2-8-6 opponent average. 2-93 to right-handed bats, though. And the he's gotten lit up the past few games. He gave mm-hmm. up five earned runs. In his last outing against the Red Sox, the game before that, he gave up four home runs to the Yankees. All in all, he's given up 12 home runs over the past four games. So Mm -hmm. you can easily see why people are going in on the Guardians today. Yeah, and it's 10 home runs in the last 15.1 innings, which covers his last three starts. But yeah, like you said, he's been awful. Cleveland has been average versus lefties, so it's not... They're not the offense they are versus righties, mm-hmm. but they can definitely get to Zimmerman with how bad he is. 40% hard contact, 37% uh, fly, uh, fly balls. He has an 8.1 FIP over his last four, and there's warm weather in Baltimore, implied totals 4.4. So, I mean, you can't really like say they're not in a good spot. Right. Cleveland looks looks great. They yeah, just don't have the Coors like effect. The, yeah. <laughs> It's the Zimmerman effect, I guess. Yeah, it's a new <laughs> It's a new one. It's a new one. All right, let's take a look at some low-owned plays here for today. And the first mm-hmm. one we're going to take a look, look at this, some ALE ske- mm-hmm. teams today. We're going first with the Toronto Blue Jays going up against Twins righty Chichi Gonzalez. Some uncertainty with his start as he's getting mm-hmm. recalled up for the start. They've had some injuries on that rotation, so... Mr. Gonzalez getting the start today. He hasn't had a game yet this season, so I'm not sure what to expect mm-hmm. from him. Yeah, in his career in the majors, he's had like a 5.6 ERA, so he's never been great. He has a 5.7 FIP over his last 20 starts in the majors. But so far in the minors this season, he has a 3.4 ERA. So he has been good in the minors. Mm-hmm. Now, who knows if that translates. Sure. And if it is a shorter outing, Minnesota's bullpen has given up the third most home runs Mm -hmm. and our average, they have an average fit. Meanwhile, Toronto's hot. They're scoring 6.1 runs over the last 10 starts. Yeah, could be dangerous. 5.1 implied total for them. There we go. New York Yankees going up against Tigers righty Elvin Rodriguez, who has a 6.17 ERA, but this is just three games of data to go mm-hmm. off of. He hasn't gone past five innings in any of those. Um, but you're looking at a Yankees team that's top 10 in slugging versus mm-hmm. righties. They can crush righties. Absolutely. And I mean, also anytime that it's warm in True. New York and it's going to help that ball fly a little bit more, you have to kind of pay attention. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, Rodriguez has given up 1.5 home runs per nine. He's walking almost four per nine. ERA, almost a 5 FIP. It's hard not to kind of like the Yankees today. 4.7 implied total, and it looks like they're going a little under-owned just because they haven't been as hot as they started out the year. I know. They haven't. Yesterday was... And uh, Gallo's been awful. Yeah. Not good. Don't like to see that strikeout with bases loaded yesterday, man. Crushed me. But 
Rizzo got the job done. Yes. It's all good. All good. All right. Taking a look at the Rays. They're going up against the White Sox. Vince Velasquez, who's got a 530 ERA, 254 opponent average. Raiders are hitting him at a 291 clip. So, hey, another ALS, AL East, if I can talk today, uh, team going up against uh, a pitcher who's doesn't have great numbers. It's Friday. We're good. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so Velasquez hasn't been great, giving up 1.8 home runs per nine, 5.11 FIP, 40% fly balls, 35% hard contact. The big thing here is Tampa Bay is hitting 391 versus Vince Velasquez. Whoa. Now it is a small sample size. It was only 29 plate attempts, but like that number was just so big that it jumped out at yeah. me. I have to say something. <laughs> However, Vegas is not that worried about it because the implied total is only four. So it is by far the lowest implied total of the offenses we're talking about. But I do see some upside, and they're going to go pretty much unowned. So not a bad yeah. idea to throw Especially some in there. Especially since you know some of those Yankees bats are going to be expensive. Totally. Uh, same with the Blue Jays, probably. Mm-hmm. And so it's not yeah, a bad Ray, play. Yeah, and Rays have a good mix of guys that are kind of cheaper and more expensive. Yeah. So you can usually fit in some of those right. more expensive pitchers. That's what it – because every time you try to stack, stack Yankees or Dodgers or mm-hmm. something, it's always like, oh, I can't afford this. But – we got I don't Kikuchi. know how they actually do it in real life. <laughs> we got Kikuchi, though, so you can uh, you can yeah, save some you salary. There you go. Get Kikuchi on your team. Yep. It's, it amazes me how he's just turned it around and just <laughs> it's out ever, of control. Since they, ever since. Well, and Bruce Zimmerman has gone the other way. He right. started great, and everybody mm-hmm. was like, wow, has he totally changed as a pitcher? And, and no, th- no. Th- <laughs> 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 nope, he's back. <laughs> All right, so we gave you some great options today for your daily fantasy lineups. Remember, if you want any more stats or analytics to help you optimize your lineup, go to linestarapp.com. Check it out. It'll help you with all of your daily fantasy needs. It'll also help you with prop bets, which mm-hmm. that's where we're headed right now. We're going to start things off with our home run calls of the day. Where are you going today? I am going to go pick on Ho- uh, Bruce Zimmerman with Jose Ramirez. Uh, Zimmerman's given up 10 home runs in his last three outings, which covers 15.2 innings. Meanwhile, Jose Ramirez has 10 of his 13 home runs off righties and is slugging 685 versus righties. So I want J-Ram for a home run. Nice. I'm going with the lefty bat of Oakland A's first baseman, Seth Brown. Am I crazy to be taking a guy who's hitting 204 on the season, going up against Nathan Avaldi, who just tossed a complete game? Mm-hmm. Don't answer that. Crazy like a fox, though. Despite being a great pitcher, Evaldi has the highest home runs per nine among qualified pitchers. He's giving up a 500 slugging mark to lefty bats. And Seth Brown is the lefty bat who has the ability to take great pitchers downtown. Like downtown it. Seth Brown Seth Brown I hit dingers <laughs> he did it just last week against the reigning AL Cy Young winner Robbie Ray he does it again Seth Brown going downtown that's plus 450 if you want to throw some money down pretty solid crazy odds. like a fox I like it <laughs> I like it all right now it's time for our prop bets mm-hmm. of the day yesterday I was kicking myself because I had Paul Goldschmidt for my mm-hmm. home run call. Yeah. I had Juan Yepes for my prop bet over yes. one and a half bases. So, and as I'm making that decision, I'm like, Goldie, I got to go the 
the basis props for Goldie, right? And mm-hmm. I didn't at the last minute. I said, oh, I love Juan Yepes. And he didn't do it for me. So Yeps didn't do it. Today's a new day. You hit your you I hit your hitter hit prop yesterday. So I did. Were you, are you going back to a hitter prop today? That's the big question. I almost went back to a hitter <laughs> prop. I was close. But I found a single game parlay I like. Okay. So we're Ooh. changing it up today. Parlay Friday. Let's go. We are going Shane Bieber over 5.5 strikeouts and the Cleveland Guardians money line. That's going to be at plus 147. Bieber has a 217 ERA away. On his career, he has over 30% K rate. And over the last three starts, he's averaging 7.3 Ks per game. And we've already talked about how Bruce Zimmerman has got lit up. So I don't think it's going to be a problem for the Guardians offense to score enough runs to win. All right. Bieber fever on this Friday. I am going with Guardians right fielder Oscar Gonzalez over one and a half bases. That is at plus 100. He's hit that mark in four of the six games he's been up in the big leagues. He's just been a complete spark plug for this Mm -hmm. Cleveland offense. Today, he's going up against Orioles lefty Bruce Zimmerman, who is giving up a 311 opponent average throughout his last five games. And he's also given up 12 home runs in the last four games. Not only do I think Gonzalez will hit this mark, but he's also a pretty good candidate for a home run against Zimmerman today at Camden Yards. I'm also all in on anyone who has the SpongeBob SquarePants theme song as their walk-up song. I did not know that. You know that song, right? Mm-hmm. Who lives in a pineapple under the sea? SpongeBob SquarePants. Unfortunately, I can't say that I know that. You my, didn't know uh, that song? My my daughter's not uh, watching SpongeBob yet. All right. Well, you know. I, I need, I, there's a hidden verse. If I, you need I don't Coco know. Coco Melon songs. I <laughs> Coco got you. Melon. Well, well, there's a hidden verse in the uh, SpongeBob SquarePants song that I'm going to reveal today on the Unhacked podcast. Oh, we got a treat. Who will hit over one and a half bases today? Oscar Gonzalez. He may hit a home run in that pop prop. It will pay. Oscar Gonzalez. Man, that's the hidden verse. We've got so many talents out of you. We got, we've got limericks. We've had artist renditions. Now we have songs, we got hidden songs. verses. Man, just so a lady kind of, of many mess. talents. So, yes. Can you comment what uh, <laughs> you want her to do next? I can't believe I just did that. Okay, <laughs> so we got SpongeBob SquarePants, Oscar Gonzalez over one and a half faces. And uh, isn't that awesome, though? So he has, like, I thought but it was a, I did some research on this because I was like, maybe it's just a tr- trick that the, you know, little hazing situation. Uh-huh. No, he actually chose that. He says, you know, it, the kids like it. Got to get the kids going. And mm-hmm. I was like, Does he have a kid? Maybe that could know. play into it. I do get not the kid, know. His, I don't, it's all for his kid. That'd be sweet. That'd be really nice. Mm-hmm. Either way. I kind of like it, though, if he doesn't have a kid, just because I, I think that makes him more awesome because he's not. I, you know? I like it. I like it. We're all kids at heart. You know what I'm yes. saying? All right. <laughs> That's enough for today. I think, I think I've it's uh, Friday. reached my limit. Uh, That's going to do it for us. Remember to download the LineStar app. You can go to linestarapp.com to check us out. Follow us on Twitter. And if you're watching us on YouTube, be sure to like and subscribe so you can keep up with all this crazy antics and, you know, the latest (laughs) SpongeBob SquarePants renditions we come up with here on the On Deck podcast. I love it. (laughs) That's it for us today. Have a great weekend. We'll see you guys next week. Have a good one. Bye.